Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. And welcome back to the show. Today we've got Bradley Sutton from Helium 10. He joins us and as you probably know, Bradley's also the host of the Serious Sellers Podcast and he's interviewed over the last six months, five, six, seven, eight figure Amazon sellers since the show started, and he's got incredible experience himself in e-commerce. So today, Bradley and I talk about the China tariffs, keyword research, how sellers are launching their products on Amazon using chatbots and rebates, uh, and how they're also getting reviews, and also just the importance of customer empathy when approaching you know selling on Amazon. So uh, well worth a listen today. Uh, now, yesterday I went to Regina Peterbowski's chatbot workshop and built my very first chatbot, so I'm feeling very proud of myself today. Uh, I built it from scratch and I did it in world record type. Seriously, with the help of uh, Regina, um, it just made it so much easier to get a chatbot up and running from scratch. So if she happens to hold another workshop in the future, I urge you to get along uh, so that you can have some one-on-one time with her to get your first flow or sequence or conversation with your customers up and running. Uh, really, really fun. Uh, there was some great sellers there, Mark Jolly, Harry, Jenny, uh, Darren. I've, look, I probably missed a few, but, uh, but yeah, it was really good. And it was almost like a networking as well. Now, also, Callie from Amazon Sellers Australia, Private Label Australia, has got an event coming up for Melbourneites. So uh, she's got an event coming up with the folks over at Retail Global at the Honey Bar over in South Melbourne. The title is How to Build a Private Label Brand and Sell Your Products Globally on Amazon. So that's coming up, I think, on the 24th of September. So keep an eye out for that. And I'll be doing an event with Retail Global as well in Melbourne in October with Payoneer. So we're just finalizing the dates at the moment. So stay tuned for more details about that event. Uh, a big shout out to an iTunes reviewer, a new one this week, Cass0811. Uh, so thanks, Cass, for your lovely, kind feedback uh, about the show. Uh, don't forget to join the Australian Seller family over on Facebook. So just head over to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash Facebook. Well, we're almost up to 800 members. How exciting. Uh, but let's get on with the show. And here's a little bit of music. And welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. And today I am honoured to welcome Bradley Sutton from Helium 10 and the Serious Sellers Podcast. Bradley, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing just delightful. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Hey, listen, um, introduce yourself. Uh, what's your background and what got you into e-commerce and selling on Amazon? Yeah, well, currently I'm the Director of Training and Customer Success here at Helium 10, but I've only been here for little over a year. Um, My background before is uh, I was a consultant for Amazon sellers. Uh, I helped launch over 400 products, uh, not for myself, but for other people, you know, for companies I work for and uh, for Mm -hmm. people who are my clients. And uh, I was doing that for about two, three years, but I have a, you know, very, I've been in e-commerce for a while. Uh, I worked in marketing for a large food company and and then, um, you know, when I was 20 years old, I I ran a million dollar business for, for the aftermarket car parts. So, Going back even 20 years, uh, I've always had that entrepreneurial bug, I guess you could say, uh, when it comes to e-commerce. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much my, in a nutshell, my e-commerce background. That's plenty. Uh, in years gone by, it seemed a lot easier to be selling on Amazon. These days, it seems like there's a lot more competition. Um, what should sellers, do you reckon, be doing differently now to succeed selling on Amazon, particularly if they're starting out? I'm just sort of thinking more about, you know, there's more, it seems to be a lot more competition. Amazon's terms of service, you know, keeps tightening. There's a bit of black hat now coming out of, you know, well, not just China, but everywhere. 
Um, what, what should sellers do differently, do you think? I think it's important uh, from the very beginning, from the product research stage, uh, be picking, you know, before you could just pick anything. I mean, one of the first companies I worked with uh, was doing cell phone cases of all things, you know, four years ago. They didn't know what the heck they were doing and, and they were selling a thousand units uh, a day per SKU uh, wow. of cell phone cases yep. um, without knowing what they were doing. You can't do that today. So you've really got to make sure that you're choosing the markets that um, have holes as far as what, you know, who's fulfilling the customer needs. And also, you know, try and get ahead of the game a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like people like Tim Jordan um, talk about how using Etsy and Pinterest and, and websites like that, which some of the trends on there are months ahead of Amazon. So that might give you something, uh, a little bit of a leg up where you can try and hit the market a little bit faster, but you, you cannot do what you've been doing. I mean, you might have been a great seller three, four years ago, but if you're using those same exact strategies for your product research and and you know how you optimize your listing now as three or four years ago, you are going to fail immediately. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome advice. And the other thing, I, um, this is kind of what I'm doing at the moment is doing a lot more product customization and just spending a lot more time, you know, actually developing proprietary products rather than uh, you know private labeling and just grabbing a garlic press or whatever <laughs> off. Yeah. One of the things I just wanted to change tack was um, the fact that you're a sumo wrestler at some point. So how did, yeah, how I did used that to, happen? I used to love that. Yeah, um, I lived in Japan when I was younger, you know, like uh, 9, 10, 11. And my family would always go to Japan. And so I was, you know, um, I used to, you know, watch it growing up and I loved it. Never knew there was a such thing uh, outside of the professional sumo wrestler world, which I knew I could never do. Mm-hmm. But then uh, out here in California, there was actually an amateur sumo, for, actually for all of the United States. And so I got die hard into it. Um, I would go to you know practice twice a week and, and I would travel uh, all over the United States in tournaments. And I got pretty high. I, my highest finish was uh, second place in, in a U.S. Nationals tournament. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I've always uh, marched to the beat of a different drummer. So uh, sumo wrestling. Uh, is one of those weird and unusual things that Bradley does. <laughs> I think there's also the Zumba too, right? Yes, the Zumba fitness. Uh, it was funny mm-hmm. after, you know, for sumo wrestling, uh, I didn't get too big because in amateur sumo wrestling, there's weight classes, just kind of like mm-hmm. boxing or other mm-hmm. things. So I would try and maintain my weight around 260 pounds. That's about like 115, 120 kilos. Mm-hmm. And um, that for me, that, that was a little bit too much. So my health got bad. And so they said, I need to lose weight. And I went to the gym one day and I was like, what is Zumba? This was like 10 years ago when Zumba wasn't as worldwide known as it is now. And mm. uh, I walk into a room of, of, of 50 women and I'm like, uh, with good music, I'm like, hey, uh, I could live with this. This is pretty cool. <laughs> so uh, I, I started doing it, loved it and became an instructor. And uh, because I, I'm good at marketing myself, I created like a YouTube channel for Zumba fitness instructors and yeah. it had uh, over 20 million views and it allowed me to travel the world doing Zumba masterclasses. And here I was a, a non-professional dancer, ex-sumo wrestler doing masterclasses of Zumba. But again, I marched the beat of a different drummer. That's how I roll. <laughs> amazing background. And how old are you now? I'm 40 years old. Oh, God. So you've squeezed a lot into 40 years of life already. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, let's switch. Let's get back on Amazon. Sorry. Uh, but uh, researching and, and sourcing products now, obviously, with China, it's a hot topic you know, in the United States and the tariffs, everything else, and President Trump. So 
What are your, I just want to deep dive into your product research techniques. I mean, you know, are you sourcing or are you seeing more sellers sourcing out of the United States or are people still sourcing out of China and, and just putting up with the tariffs? What What are you seeing on the ground there? I, in the I US? think people are still sourcing out of China. You know, some people might be trying to differentiate, you know, check out Vietnam or, or India, but, you know, some of those, the factories there are not as advanced and not as experienced as China. But, but you know, my, my philosophy is that, um, you know, for for the, some of the cheaper products, you know, a lot of people paying three, four, five dollars. You know, this tariff, the tariffs, you know, might be adding pennies. You know, it might be adding fifty cents, seventy five cents, and and if seventy five cents adding to your cost uh, on a tariff is, is killing your profit margin, then then you've got a lot more serious problems than, than tariffs. So, mm. um, uh, I, I would I, I would go for the you know more expensive products, but you know maybe there is some weird. Microphone almost fell off here. Maybe there is some weird, uh, maybe there is some weird case where you know you just had slim margins and and, and now you just you know can't do anything. Uh, U.S. still might not be an option in most cases just because it's it's way more expensive. Yeah. But at the same time, there are things that even before the tariffs that you could and should get in the U.S. The the advantage of manufacturing and selling in the same country, namely the U.S., is your um, you're able to scale a lot faster. You don't, you don't have to wait a month for shipping. You don't have to wait so long. Mm. I mean, you don't have to uh, order so much inventory to fill a container. You know, you could replenish a lot faster. So if you can find something that, and it does exist guys, by the way, I mean, it does exist where something you can manufacture in us for not that much more expensive. There are massive advantages, but for the, the vast majority of products still, it's still even with the tariff more beneficial to, to manufacture in China in the long run. Mm. Brandon Young uh, is a guy that I've been watching for a few months now, and he is very, very heavily focused on keyword research and finding optimize well, just finding the best keywords and the keywords that a lot of sellers might have missed to optimize and rank his products for. And he's using Helium 10 and the Cerebro tool. Is that a, a technique that you're seeing more and more um, in terms of you know doing the actual keyword research, like really getting it down to the I mean, basically what what Brandon's saying is, is that there's really no other way that people can find your products on Amazon apart from doing a keyword search. So if you've got the right keywords for your product uh, and then using also using those keywords for PPC, uh, that, that can lead to fantastic success. Is that something that um, you're saying more sellers use the Helium 10 tools to do? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's that was what... Uh, attracted me the most to Helium 10 when I started using it as a, you know, just as a regular, you know, Amazon consultant um, mm-hmm. was the next level tools in Cerebro because that's the name of the game. You know, that if people can't find your product, um, you know, through search, you're not going to get sales. And if you don't have the right keywords in there that people are using to search for, you're not going to get sales. And, and Amazon's about capitalizing on existing demand mm-hmm. and how you can measure existing demand is by seeing what your competition uh, is doing or, or see sometimes you run it on your own listing, um, you know, because you, you might be making money off of keywords. You had no idea you were, mm. uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I went to, I spoke at the uh, billion dollar summit. Uh, this was run by Kevin King a That's few right. months ago. And this, you're like six, seven, mostly seven and eight figure sellers. There's a few nine figure sellers there mm-hmm. and it was about 50 of them. And when I got on stage, I asked, I was like, how many people here are using helium 10? And I think, maybe 44 out of 50 raise their hand in that level of room. So mm. it's something that the uh, big sellers do understand the need to do is, is really have some accurate data as far as what your competition is doing, what you yourself are doing, uh, what's the trends in the marketplace, what, what are some accurate uh, you know, search mm. volume mm. estimates. And it's 
like you know, like you said, three four years ago, this this wasn't you, you didn't really need it. You just hey, let me look in what auto what what autocomplete comes up. You know, for, for <laughs> keywords. Right. Yeah, you're you're good to go. You, yeah, pretty much. You, you can't you can't get by with that anymore. No, that's right. So speaking of these top sellers that you rub shoulders with at the billion dollar summit, did was there anybody there talking about launching products? And is what's the sort of latest, I guess, tactics and strategies for launching products on Amazon these days? Yeah, a lot of people are using, you know, rebates. That's like all the rage these days, uh, uh, even more so sometimes than the traditional discount giveaways or discount promotions. Um, now, rebates usually is, you know, people go and search for the product. Uh, they buy it at full price and then um, they're they're re, uh, refunded, you know, let, not through Amazon, but they're they're sent a rebate for their cost of purchase later on via either a service or, or for, through PayPal. And, mm. and it might seem shady and it. You know, hey, I can understand if people think that it's a gray area. You know, there are certain things in the terms of service that might make one hesitant. But, um, you know, what I always suggest when any time that you are um, not sure if this is above board or not, just open up a case with Seller Central and just say, hey, I'm going to do this. You know, is this cool? Mm -hmm. Uh, The way uh, my buddy Ian uh, mentioned it to me was like, this is something that is not new. I mean, this is like cereal boxes here in the United States for years, forever, even now. There's like a thing where it says, hey, clip off the UPC code, send it in, and we'll give you $5 back or we'll give you a T-shirt or something. I mean, it's the same thing. You're just – you buy the product at full price, but if you take the time to to go through um, and ask for the rebate, then you get a rebate back. You know, So that that's just what, what people are taking advantage of, and it allows them to, to kind of uh, – when used with two-step URLs and, mm-hmm. or used with search find buy, uh, it allows people to increase their keyword ranking. So that's like probably the number one thing – trending thing that i see people doing you know here in 2019 for launches and and there's even websites that that go next level like uh my buddy isabella uh, i'm not affiliated with her with her at all but but she has a website rankbell.com a lot of people don't know about it's kind of no. an, almost an underground mm. thing and she she has a really great service where it's all a hundred percent people actually search it even though it's like on page six people will search you know wow. people on her list will search for it and and people have found a lot of results with that because i mean that literally is an organic search so mm. um it, like again keywords position is the name of the game so uh rebates and uh, ppc heavy ppc is probably the top two strategies i would say people are using these days yeah that's awesome i'll have to check out uh rank bell that sounds like a really good service because the search find buyer where, where you're actually getting people to type in the keyword that you want to rank for or keywords uh and then going to amazon typing in those keywords and then you know scrolling through all the pages to find your exact product and then buying it uh that's yeah that's a that's a brilliant way to rank absolutely so all right so we've launched a product we've We've got it ranking. Hopefully, what what about reviews? Obviously, there's an early reviewer program. Are there any other, I guess, terms of service friendly ways that people are, uh, well, sellers are getting reviews these days for their products, particularly when they're launching? Um, I mean, sometimes it's just as easy as following up. You know, that's why that was our number one most requested tool last year. We didn't have it, and then mm-hmm. people are like, "Hey, can we have automated email?" So, uh, it's not going to get you a million reviews, but if you're if your average or just organically without doing anything was like one out of every 200 orders got a review, well, maybe just by emailing everybody, it'll double, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't want to double the reviews? It's still not anything crazy, but one out of a hundred reviews is, or one out of a hundred orders is a lot better than one out of a uh, 200. So you do little things like that, um, mm. that, you know, keep your customer engaged. Uh, I was, uh, on, on the serious sellers podcast, it, this episode hasn't come out yet, but I, uh, interviewed, a guy named Carlos Alvarez, and he had a really crazy 
thing that he did. Um, he would go. Do you guys have uh, Yelp over there? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. So he would go on Yelp. He he gave an example. He's like, let's say you are a coffee, some kind of coffee ground manufacturer or coffee press or whatever that has to do with coffee. He would go on Yelp and then he would look under local coffee shops and then look at people who made really crazy extensive reviews for the coffee shop. Like obviously these people are so uh, into the coffee and, mm. and they take the time to write a review and he just say, hey, uh, would you? He would DM them on Yelp and just say, hey, would you uh, – I make this coffee-related product. I can see you're very passionate about it. Uh, I would love for you to, to purchase this product um, and um, and give a give a review on it, you know? And, wow. and you know, it doesn't work every time, but imagine yeah. if you do it enough. If you send out 100 of those messages, yeah, I mean these are people passionate about coffee. They might want a free product. You know, again, you're not trying to say, hey, get, I'm going to give you a free product if you leave a review. You can't do that. But – you're mm. just uh, if if you offer them the product, or you can ask them to do it uh, in the rebate way. Yep. Don't tie it to the review at all, guys. That's completely against terms of service. Mm. But these are people already interested in the product and who you know are able to make very eloquent reviews. So that I thought that was a great strategy. That's an awesome strategy. I like that. That's obviously a bit more work, but that's kind of the level that you need to get to, right? Um, yes. Obviously, chatbots are pretty hot this year as well. In fact, they've been hot for about two years, but they're really starting to go off this year. And you know, chatbots are being used quite a bit to to get reviews as well so through various flows. Is that something that was spoken about as well at the at the Billion Dollar Summit? Yeah, chatbots. Uh, they had somebody talking about that for sure, and and I've had some people on um, here at our elite workshops where we brought in Michelle, who's a chatbot expert, and. Yeah. And a lot of people are using that because it helps to automate some of the customer service parts of, of especially if you are doing, you know, uh, uh, rebates or, or just any kind of launch, you know, so any kind of way that you can touch the customer in a non kind of invasive way, um, whether it's through a, a one automated email, whether it's through a chatbot sequence where you're trying to help them out, um, I, I highly recommend because, um, of course, the ultimate is if for some somehow you have thirty employees and full time, they just can message individually each and every each and every person to their individual needs. But most of the time, we don't have that kind of capability. Well, that's how chatbots can kind of replace the work that used to be only possible with humans. That's right. If you were starting out from scratch, you know, as a new seller, how much would you recommend to invest, and how would you start with the lowest amount of risk selling on Amazon? Um, I'm actually trying to do a case study right now for somebody, you know, like trying to launch a product, um, you know, for them in this day and age and showing how, how the, the product research stage goes and everything. So the number one thing, like I said, is really making sure you, you, you're finding a, a category that, that has demand, but the current players are just obviously underperforming and you know, you can do better. Um, Mm -hmm. and then just what I always tell everybody is, you know, it's very generic, but, Think like a buyer, not a seller. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we go through courses, which is great. Um, you know, we do, we go through conferences, which is great. We listen to YouTube videos, which is great. We listen to podcasts, which is great. But then we get in this complete seller mindset and then we start thinking the wrong way and, and we start concentrating on the wrong things. Like we start concentrating only on, hey, what does the Amazon A9 algorithm love or or what is most relevant to Amazon or or how do I make Amazon happy? Uh, should I have 155 characters in the title mm-hmm. instead of 145? Uh, guess what, guys? None of that is going to uh, convince a buyer to sell. They, they don't even know about that stuff, let alone care about it. 
uh, they want to know, hey, is this title? Does this picture look good? You know, mm-hmm. um, does does this title accurately describe the product? I mean, uh, there is no customer unless somebody has severe uh, ADHD or something who is going to go count <laughs> the characters in the title and make their decision based on how many characters you you have. You know, so uh, we have to remember that at the end of the day, it's the buyer who's deciding to buy our product. He doesn't know our brand at all, and we have a very small window to really get that buyer's attention, mm. hook them by making an emotional connection with them somehow through our images or through our bullet points or something, and mm. then convince them within seconds uh, to buy our product. And And so stop focusing, my advice is stop focusing, guys, on, on Amazon. You got to understand, yes, relevancy to Amazon is important, and, and you got to play within the rules and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, that's not the only thing. At the end of the day, it's only the buyer who decides to buy their product. So start thinking more like a buyer. Almost all of us who live in the United States or Europe are Amazon customers. We know what we do when we're shopping on Amazon. Try and remember that and, and put your mind in your typical customer avatar's mind. And guys, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, that is going to open your mind and, and help you be a lot more efficient in selling. Yeah, absolutely. I always advise my students to basically get found first. So have a have an awesome title and a great image. And, mm-hmm. you know, there might be a bit of split testing using PickFill or something like that to really hook people in. And absolutely. then do the, the branding and the selling second with that emotional connection. And you need to have that that empathy with a with a customer and really put yourself in that customer's shoes uh, to to help them make an informed purchasing decision because if they buy your product, you'll start ranking and getting found even more. So you need to encourage people to buy your product, right? So, uh, yeah, if you really just focus on trying to squeeze all these keywords into like your bullets and title, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I totally agree with you that it's, it's pretty tricky yep. uh, to, to, uh, to, to succeed. Now, you've been on the Serious Sellers podcast for pretty close to six months. Is that right? Yeah, we started, I think the first episode was around uh, January, February. That's amazing. And you're already up to how many episodes? We, I think we're about like 60 something, about 65 maybe. Oh my God. I've been doing this podcast for two years and I'm up to episode 73. I think this is, <laughs> so I better get- We launched uh, two every week and soon it's actually going to go up. We might be doing three a week wow. soon. So they, they yeah. work me hard over here. Uh, there's, sure there's, no, uh, there's no breaks <laughs> for me here. <laughs> I think Danny McMillan's pumping out about three a week as well over seller sessions. So yeah. Oh yes. Amazing. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, he's doing amazing. So what what do you reckon the the I don't know the most the tips and the tactics that you picked up this year the the best ones that you've you can recall from the interviews that you've had so far? Um, for some some of those interviews, I mean, I, I get tons of great uh of great insight today. I just I interviewed Wilfried, uh, who's a, a Facebook expert. You know, um, he was talking about some Facebook strategy, but let me let me think. Um, I'll put you yeah, on the sometimes spot, I'll, I'll just be there. Like the the one cool thing is when I do it, uh, I like I, I try not to. I don't even know what they're going to say. Like I don't want them to tell me. I kind of want it to be just organic, and I just say, mm-hmm. "Hey, I want to be surprised." And I've been surprised like so many times. Like, whoa, I did I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. but there there are sometimes um uh like how to get reviews. Like like I said, that one I just told you about about the Yelp that that came from you know the pod, uh, a podcast guess uh today wilfried uh, about facebook you, you know he was talking about how he helped uh somebody get like 10 million uh views on on a, on a facebook video and it didn't cost anything didn't cost uh-huh. anything here was a guy wow. who was paying six thousand dollars to a marketing agency um but they were doing it all wrong he would get like very little engagement but if you know how to if you know your avatar you can just make an organic post 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and it, it could go viral and do crazy things. So, so that's, you know, on one of the episodes, um, you know, Brandon Young, uh, did some great strategy about how he researched, uh, researches keyword, um, Kevin mm. King, still the most popular episode. Yes. That was episode two. And he talked about how he, every, um, time at the end of the year, he launches a line of calendars and he does not use PPC. He does not use giveaways. He doesn't use rebates, nothing just optimizes the listing, but because it's such a niche market that has a lot of demand, he makes six figures every fourth quarter with these calendars without any launch or any PPC at all. So it's just really cool. Some of the stuff that, that I'm sure you know, you have yeah. done so many episodes that, that you hear things all the time that you're just like, whoa, I never thought about that. <laughs> I do. Yeah, absolutely. That's the joy of doing the podcast is you actually learn so much about selling on Amazon, for you, not just for yourself, but to pass for, you know, pay it forward. So yeah, it's awesome. Now, I wanted to maybe wrap up today's show with uh, Australia, Amazon Australia. Any plans for Helium 10 to be offering any of its tools to Amazon Australia? I was just sort of thinking perhaps not so much X-Ray, but maybe you know Cerebro or Magnet. Basically, any anything that we get tons of demand for from our customers, that's what we do. I mean, for the last year and a half, every single new tool that we have or every single function comes from people giving requests. And you know, about a year and a half ago, around this time, uh, our tools didn't work in in Europe. Now, mm-hmm. every single one of our tools work on all five of the European marketplaces because there is a huge demand for it and we were just getting inundated with the request. So there's a few people asking for Australia, but I think it's still so new mm-hmm. that it's just not that much. But absolutely, I mean, eventually we envision um, you know, having uh, our tools work in every single Amazon marketplace, but only only when it really makes sense when there's a real demand. We don't want to make uh, spend a lot of time yeah. On something that like 10 people want and then this thing that 100 people are asking for, you know, we, we kind of push aside. But so if anybody's listening, if you guys <laughs> are interested, hey, just send an email to support at helium10.com and say, hey, we're, we're interested in, in Amazon Japan or we're interested in the Amazon UAE or Amazon Australia. Mm-hmm. You know, so let us know. And uh, it's like the old movie uh, Field of Dreams. Like if you build it, they will come. Well, um, if you tell us, we will build it. It's the opposite of that. So let us know. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Something like that. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Um, come on, Australian seller family podcast listeners, get in there and and send some some emails to support at helium10.com and see if we can get some some additional tools down here in Australia because it's a bit of a desert. There's only a handful of tools. I think Egro's one that's that's trying its hardest. Keeper works quite well here in Australia, although it was switched off for probably about four or five months um, early this year, unfortunately. Uh, but they're really Pretty much the only two. There's a, oh, maybe a handful of others, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> there's not much to choose from down here. Um, hey, listen, let's let's wrap up today. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. How do we get in touch with you? Um, have you got any special kind of offers you might be able to provide to our listeners for say Helium Ten? Is there anything that you might have in your bag of goodies? Yeah, um, the best way to reach me, first of all, is is like I'm if anybody tries to email me like uh, pretty much forget about it because I'll never, uh, I'm terrible at that. But uh, in, and also Facebook messenger, really bad Skype. I'm terrible. I'm just a really bad messenger person. But the one mm-hmm. thing I am good at is uh, if we have a helium 10 users, Facebook group um, on, on Facebook. And if you, if you put something publicly there and, and tag me, like I always make sure to, to read it. And then, yeah, we've got, um, I don't know. Have we ever given you discount codes for helium 10 before? Um, I, 
I think I've got some kind of affiliate code or something. I might have signed up for it. A year yeah, like, like usually, like I don't have any personal, uh, personal uh, mm-hmm. ones, but the affiliates actually, are, our affiliates have the best discount. So if you can remember your discount, make sure to put it in the show notes. We'll, we'll get people there. But usually, there's there's two of them. You should probably have a ten percent off lifetime or a fifty percent off the first month. But what it's I tell that, everybody is yeah. that guys, um, regardless of what level Amazon seller you are, you should be using tools. I mean, even if you're not using Helium Ten, don't be that guy who says, "Oh." I've been doing this for six years with no tools. I don't need it. This is 2019, 2020. You mm-hmm. need a tool. Uh, Helium 10 is not for everybody, but you're not going to know if it's for you unless you try it. So once you do use one of those codes uh, to to purchase it, then make sure to um, make sure to really try it hard for like 20, 25 days because guess what? Day 26, 27, 28, you're like, you know what? Um, I'm only going to sell in Amazon Australia. And so I don't need Helium 10 yet. Guess what? You just ask for your money back and we'll give you your money back. Uh, so there's no risk. So everybody should try it. Um, absolutely. Fantastic. Hey, I know you're the busiest man in America today. So I want to- I don't know about that, but uh, I try. <laughs> I am flying to Japan in a few hours though. So maybe today I do qualify as busy. Well, I think off air, you were just saying before we recorded the show that you were saying that you've you've already done two podcast episodes this afternoon, your time. Yes. Uh, it's morning time here. So. And a three-hour three hour webinar we just did with Kevin King. So oh my God. Yeah. Got that. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. So there's a lot of show notes that I'm going to, well, I'm going to put a lot of links in the show notes today. We've got uh, Rank Bell, um, obviously, the, a link to the Facebook group um, that you were just mentioning there about Helium 10 Users Group. And uh, yeah, there's lots of great resources there. So for anybody that's listening, if you head over to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash 073, I think we're up, up to episode 73, you'll uh, you'll get all the show notes for today's episode between me and Bradley Sutton from Helium 10. Thanks again for coming on the show. Super grateful to you. Can't wait uh, to uh, get you back on the show uh, maybe in a year's time and see where we're at. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Thanks again. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.